Alright? What's happening? I hope you're all good. Sorry I've been uh, AWOL. I haven't. I've been working. Um, yeah, episode 5 then. It's a shorter one than usual. But episode 5. What should I call it? Banksy and Reading. Nah, don't like that one. Um, I don't know. Crema for days. There we go. Crema for days. So that's that's what it's going to be called. So in this episode, I talk about Prince Harry. Um, don't worry, nothing like Piers Morgan. He drones on about uh, his entitlement of why is he out there? He's right, but we'll leave it there. Um, Banksy, Banksy tipped up in Reading, not like shopping or anything. You know what I mean? Central shops. Um, he laid his artwork down. Costco, I enjoyed that in more ways than one. I enjoyed going and I enjoyed talking about it. Um, but the big one, the one that I talked about, is coffee and me becoming a barista, so to speak, in my. F- spare time home barista it's like i guess you could say it is um and all about the coffee stuff and hence crema for days um yeah it's good to be back uh talking again and good to be back doing a podcast and i try not to be away for as long this time but i hope you enjoy it and be lucky Hello again. It's been a while. Um lot going on. Returning to work off furlough. Been on and off furlough for a while now, since what, May last year? Done six weeks in May last year into June, all of June, which was wicked, but not not for the bank it weren't. <laughs> um Yeah. So I I've been a bit bit lapse on um doing my podcast, but that's alright, I'm here now. Relax chill um what's been going on in the world well about prince harry then eh what's all this going on with uh oprah winfrey and megan doing that interview which is coming out on the monday today's thursday so um yeah so we've got a few days to wait but um i watched him on the james corden thing um i thought he'd come off really well actually i thought he was really good and I wasn't surprised by that at all. Um, I wouldn't mind living in LA. <laughs> but um, no, I thought, thought Harry came off really, really well. Um, he seemed relaxed. He seemed quite happy with the whole thing. I, d- I think he, yeah, he held himself pretty decently. And I'm pretty sure he was quite restrained, at, actually. I think there was... Uh, quite a bit of restraint on his part I think there was quite a lot that he was, he wanted to say but obviously he'd already said it because he'd done that um, interview with Oprah Winfrey anyway um, do I care? not really um, it's quite obvious what's going on in it um, both sides of the coin I think both the royal family and him I think there's there's some irreconcilable differences there Let's hope they're not. Let's hope he sorts them out. But, uh, I don't know, I just think he, um, 
I think he just wants to be himself. Must be pressure that we wouldn't understand. Not being famous nor royal, we wouldn't have a fucking clue. But, um, yeah, fair play to him. And he was really, really funny. Really funny. Funnier than James Corden, but then that's not hard, is it? <laughs> Joking. He's all right. Good as Smithy, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> and funnily enough, I've got a funny story about Harry. Um, when we were in La Quinta, Palm Springs, there was a American fella chatting away with me in the pool, um, and his wife was sat on the on the side of the pool chatting away to someone else. And I don't know, he just had this aura about him that I thought, yeah, you're a bellend. And he was telling me about how he's having an affair um, and how he's got all these girls and all this shit. Um, boats, cars, helicopters, I don't know. He rattled off a list and anyway, I'm like, yeah, all right, mate. That shit don't impress me, so carry on. But, um, yeah, and he, he he said to me, he said, oh, where um, where where do you where do you live then? I was like, well, New Windsor. He was like, Windsor, like as in castle. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly it. And he's like, oh, oh, wow, uh, geez. And then we were talking about, um, he asked when I was going back, and I said, oh, we're going back um, in a few days because we got to get back because it's my, it's my relative's wedding. Um, and he's getting, funnily enough, he's getting married to an American girl in Windsor and he was like oh uh, would I know him I said yeah probably his name's Henry and he's like who I'm like Henry and and her her name's Megan I thought oh here we go I just want to wind him up and he he totally took the bait and he's uh, his missus is on the phone and she's going oh Henry that's his actual name it's not Harry I'm like well yeah so the fact that this bird that had no idea what we were talking about, thankfully, by by this time she had joined in our conversation, she f- it validated it because it was on fucking Wikipedia. So, <laughs> so, so he's gone. So, are you like Roy? I'm standing there, dad bod, fucking man bun, tattoos, you name it. I was like, well, sort of. It was like. So what's your nobility then? I said, well, I'm the uh, Viscount of Berkshire. And literally his jaw dropped. And I thought, there you go, mate. How do you like them fucking apples? Give me all that bullshit about your your uh, cars and helicopters and boats and brasses that you've got. And it's all bollocks. I said, anyway, mate, I better go. I've got to go go Walmart. <laughs> totally bought it. I wonder if that's one of the things that he uh, discusses. One of the little subjects that he has... Uh, when he talks to friends, oh, I met a bloke. He was, uh, he was actually royalty. Yeah, like fuck. If you saw me, I'm nowhere near royalty. The only royalty that I am is a Reading fan, and that's it. That's as far as it goes. Um, talking of Reading, Banksy, he's only gone and done it, hasn't he? He's gone and put himself a bit of art in Reading, near Fulbury Gardens there on Reading Gall, the uh, the old prison. Um, and I had to go and see it, and I did, and I went and saw it. It was proper weird. It was like I love Banksy's stuff, and seeing some of his work at the time, we didn't know whether it was or not, if it was a Banksy or not. Um, 
but you could just tell it was and it was proper mystical it was like shit this is amazing and it's it's amazing how he's done it and I had to go I was like well look I've got to see this this might be the only chance I ever get to see a bit of Banksy's work and at that time it weren't confirmed so it was quite I felt a little bit exclusive even though there was about 10 or 20 people and we were all social distancing before you fucking start um yeah and I had to see it got some pictures looks quality and it was announced today he released it today with a Bob Ross video and video of him doing it and all that it's quality and it's really poignant actually because they wanted to rip the prison down because it's disused now they wanted to rip it down and build flats or something like that but it wanted to I think everyone wants it to be used as a art centre which Banksy clearly knows because that's why he's put it up there um, but yeah, what what a wicked what a wicked thing to see! And I was like, wow, a little old Redding, eh? Little Redding getting on the news. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was pretty cool. So I've got those pictures, and I'm I'm well chuffed with them. I'm thinking about getting one done, blown up onto a um, nice bit of photo paper, so I can put it up on the wall because it looks banging. Like he put it up on the wall. Oy, oy. Um Yeah, and the actor coincided a trip to Costco, didn't you? I mean, Costco, come on. Apart from the hot dogs, pound fifty for a hot dog and drink. Bang in. How do they make profit on profit on that? How would you make profit on that? The meat's probably 2% meat or something like that. But who cares? It tastes like an immersion. Um, I love their profiteroles, so I'm always getting the profiteroles from there. And... Oh my god, profiteroles, what's the other one? Oh, they do this massive box of cookies, they're like fresh cookies, and I just hammer them, it's no good for me, it's not good for me, it's, you know, I'm meant to be losing weight, oh, excuse me, yeah, I'm meant to be losing weight, and that's not going to help, is it? But no, you can just walk around aimlessly there, and just end up buying stuff that you never even thought, like... 16 tonnes of basmati rice and um, 55 gallons of brown sauce or something like that. You know, it's it's just one of those places you go, oh, look, it's a gazebo for a hot tub. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get one of them. But we haven't got a hot tub. Yeah, I know, but still banging, isn't it? One of the big topics I want to talk about today... Um, and I've recently got into it, well, I've always been into it, is coffee. And I've got myself a Barista Express, Sage Barista Express. It's a banging bit of kit. It's um, it's a chemistry set, really. A headache, um, a full-time job, because it, it just dominates you. When you go into Costa or um, Starbucks or something like that and you order a drink... And you see, or maybe not so much there, because theirs are all done on machine, like like you would do at a clicks machine sort of thing. But if you go to an independent coffee shop and you see them proper making your coffee, you know, when it's like the noise and all that, they're really putting a shift in. And I've got so much more respect for baristas since attempting to do it myself than ever. Um, and... So, 
my my coffee journey I think it was New York. It was. It was New York. I went um just yeah, two thousand and two. Um so just after September September the eleventh, um all nine eleven happened and it was fucking horrible. But um I didn't go for that. <laughs> I went because I wanted to go anyway. Um it was in the January and it was fucking freezing and I was going over to see the Statue of Liberty and we're on this ferry and I needed a hot drink. I was so cold. It was like minus 12 and it's uh, if you've ever done it, it's open. It's like being in the middle of the sea going over to um, the Statue of Liberty and I had to have a hot drink. So the only hot drink on this boat that we were on was a um, was coffee. Not just any old coffee as well. It was like black coffee. It was like with creamer and sugar and and I'd never drunk coffee at that point. And how God, how old must I have been? Eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, at the time. And um, yeah, I was like, "Have you got any hot chocolate?" And she's like, "Uh, no, we don't got no hot chocolate. We just got coffee. That's all we got." So coffee it was. <laughs> I wasn't going to argue. And that was it. And I was drinking it. I was thinking, no, this ain't too bad. This is all right, this. I don't mind this at all. Buzzing off. I had the taste for coffee, so then it become like a thing. And um, sort of always liked to go into a coffee shop and trying different coffees and things like that. And then got into the cycling game that I spoke about on a podcast before. Um, and... That seems to be a big part of the cycling game is having a coffee, mid-ride, end of a ride, coffee and cake and stuff like that. Is it, it sort of goes hand in hand. So I went to a, um, a coffee shop in Isha called Jiro and that was the first time I've ever watched a coffee be made, a latte, I had a latte properly be made we're talking steamed milk so it was more like a flat white i guess so it was steamed milk done on a proper espresso machine um with i watched them grind the beans and everything and i thought fucking hell that's a lot of effort going into that and i was obsessed then from that time i was obsessed so i bought like little dolce gustos and um tassimo which is fuck all it's nothing that's 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 instant coffee in a little disc. That's I'm sorry to ruin your your dreams, everybody. But if you go, mm, that's great coffee. That it's not. It is dog shit coffee compared to what I'm drinking now, and it's and it's banging. So fast forward to, I think it was about. Oh, I didn't have it for Christmas. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I think I got it in January. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I got it in January, maybe. I don't know, but who cares? So I've got my Sage Barista Express. And the reason I got the Sage Barista Express was because um, I love listening to a podcast called The Downbeat with Craig Reynolds, um, big Reading fan. And he's the drummer for Stray From The Path. And he's wicked. And he's had so many wicked guests on there like Sam from The Architects um, Daniel P. Carter and people like that, people I love um, and he does it and I was kind of like hang on, this dude's pulling amazing espressos pouring 
amazing lattes with latte art, flat whites, cappuccinos, you know, mockers, you name it. He was doing them all. And I was like, I wonder if I could do that. <laughs> and that's the problem with me. Once it gets in my head, I can't, I can't not. So uh, I had a little long hard think about it and I thought, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll give it a go. So I did. So I bought one. And they're not cheap. They're quite expensive. <laughs> so talking Haley around that one. Um, well, she's all right. She's getting great coffee now. So they were shit at the start, but she's getting great coffee now. So yeah, so I've got this, and I've just watched YouTube relentlessly for like every single little step with this um, coffee machine. And I did not realise the amount of variables and detail that goes into just the espresso itself we're talking grind size fine coarse we're talking grind amount we're talking beans different beans have different grind settings needed to what they call dial it in so I'm now learning how to, well, I'm, I'm fine now, but I was learning how to dial in. So it's not like you just put these beans in, put it into the portafilter, you know, the bit that you see them put underneath it. It's like, it looks like a bit of a, I don't know, a tennis racket without the actual big head bit on it. It's like a handle with a little, like, basket thing in the middle. That's, um, that's a portafilter. And, yeah, it's not just like you just grind it up, put it in, and just everything happens there's a process involved like beans you buy certain beans like I, I seem to favour South American like Brazilian Colombian um, places like that their their beans are amazing and they're quite sweet like chocolatey um, fudge and fruity like fruit and nut flavour and then I've recently just um, done a collaboration with a roasters called Seven Sisters Coffee Roasters, brand new company. They asked me if I can do some promo for them, so I've done it. Um, and they threw me a free bag of coffee in there, and they were like, just choose what one you want. And I've never had Indonesian coffee before, so I had this Indonesian coffee, and it's gorgeous, but it's it's a completely different taste. It's robusta bean, so it's 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 very earthy, but bold nice flavours so it's not sweet as such like the South American ones so anyway so I've gone with what this Craig does and he uses um, what's called um, it's Revelation by Union Coffee Roasters and I was like okay well if he's using that and I, I saw what settings he had everything on and I was watching on his Twitch account and I asked him and he told me he told me flat out you want ground, grind setting for um you don't want too much coming out. You want a 18 grams of beans. And I was like, right, okay, so I've got it. So I weighed, see, honestly, you got to weigh it out. So I've got a set of scales that are down to like 0 0.01 of a gram. So it's, it's the variables. It, honestly, you think, you're think you probably thinking I'm fucking being a bit dramatic. I'm not. I'm being standard. This Honestly, this this goes beyond what I'm talking about. I mean, I see some of the people I follow on my my barista thing, my barista Instagram account, and I'm thinking, Jesus wept. They're like spending thousands. I'm not going to do that. So anyway, so I've dialed it in, 
I've got it banging. Boom. First first espresso espresso shot. Not very good. Didn't taste very nice. Okay. Let me try that again. Very watery. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm like, okay, so I've done 18 grams. I've put that in the hopper. The grind, the grind amount's right. The grind setting's right, as Craig said. Okay, let's have a look. Ah, oh, it's not very good. And then I learned that you've got to do a thing called tamping. So you've got like a tool. It's like a... looks like a butt plug, actually. <laughs> so tamped it up, put it in, boom, pulled it off. And it looks amazing. It's got what's called crema. sits at the top. It's like a layer of like just goodness. It's like cream at the top. Bang. Perfect espresso. None of that dog shit you get out of a Tassimo or a Dolce Gusto or anything like that. Scrap that shit. Boom. Got it. Okay. Wicked. Now comes the fun part. Steaming your milk, stretching your milk, whatever you want to call it. Oh, what? Try and pour it in. Dog shit. Looks absolute shit. And and it took me about three months to get to the point where I can get a bit of microphone to pour some substandard um, latte art, so to speak. You know, like the little designs they got on there, like the hearts and tulips and rosettas, swans. People do phoenix and, oh, Jesus, they really go to town on it. So I try and go simple as I can so it looks all right. Um, yeah, so um, so I've learned enough to make some really tasty coffee extracted perfectly got a really good espresso good milk that's frothed or steamed stretched perfectly the microphone's just right so it's not too claggy not too thick so and i can draw little designs in the milk in the crema in the espresso and it looks like you do when you get it from a coffee shop or something like that but it, it's endless it's endless because you'll go oh how do you do that then or you'll see someone do this and you're like how did they do that so you start going down a bit of a rabbit hole and before you know it you're spending most of your time looking at intricacies like distribution tools and wdt or something like that this wdt thing is basically a cork with three prongs out of it like spikes and it's used to fluff up the espresso one, um, not the espresso, the coffee grind from the coffee beans. It's like, what? What? But, yeah, it's a thing. Um, distribution tool. It you got to Google it if you're interested at all. You're prob- everyone's probably turned off now. But, yeah, so I've got one of them. And it's like, every day I see something new or see something different. And I think, should I be using that? Or no. And... Most of the time I go, no. Or I go, maybe. Or I don't know. I've recently just bought, um, or just got a bottomless port filter. Um, Mrs. got me it. And it's like, um, it's just, it just changes the the game. (laughs) It's just, honestly, I think you're going to have to Google it to understand it. But the port filter you get with it, it's got spouts. So when it pulls the espresso out, it comes out of two little like spouts and then goes into cup the, the bottomless or naked port filter as it's known it just comes out in like well <laughs> a line and it looks amazing to see but most of the time it just splutters so again you've got to learn the skill honestly the skill behind coffee making is 
fucking ridiculous. It's mad. Because you can have it where if you've got your grind too fine, it over, it's like an over-extraction. So it's, it's or is it under-extraction? I don't even know. See, my mind's frazzled. It's too late. But it, it chokes the pressure in the system. So you actually get hardly any espresso out and it tastes bitter. It tastes horrible. And then if you go too coarse a grind, so the beans aren't really ground up as much, you get a real sour taste and it's watery, pissy espresso and it tastes fucking awful. So you kind of got to get in the middle. Um, I like to go more of a finer um, and then you get a good crema. So I've learnt sort of where I am with that. 18 grams in of grind and then you get 36 grams out of yield fluid espresso and that's that is on the money 25 seconds 36 grams on the money that's when you're real in the sweet spot and you've pulled a decent espresso none of this i knew none of it i i thought it was going to be a lot easier than it is fuck me was i wrong oh my god was i wrong <laughs> um yeah so i'm at a level now where i'm consistently um consistently pulling good espressos making good coffee decent latte art so yeah i'm doing really well with that and off the back of it like i say i've got a collaboration with a um a roaster and they're sending me beans and stuff like that which is wicked um i've got another one coming actually a company called picant they're sending me a box with a cup and some beans in it and all that and all, all they want is you to sort of shout them out I guess do do a review do a couple of stories on Instagram do a few posts and yeah just shout them out um, which is cool because it's not hard to do is it and the the Seven Sisters one they're a brand new company and the guy's really really nice um, he sort of reached out and said oh I've seen a few of your videos because I love my video editing um, that's from the Vine days and I've done a few sort of cinematic type videos um which was cool, and he saw it and was like, yeah, that's what we want, so if you can do that, that'll be great. Um, sent me a bag of beans, so obviously I've used them to do a review, unboxing video type thing. Um, yeah, it's cool. So I did that, and there's so many roasters out there, there's some really cool roasters as well. Like, there's so many I want to try, I haven't got a chance to yet. Um, but what I've actually done, I've set myself like a, I, I fill this list out, and I want to do every county in England. I want to have try coffee from that roaster in that county. Obviously, the coffees from all over the world, Ethiopia and uh, Kenya, Indonesia, like I say, um, Brazil, Colombia, Peru, um, Venezuela. You know, all of these countries have it. But the roaster, I want to buy from a roaster and these are usually small little firms that are set up and they're not like massive companies so they quite rely on um a couple of bags sold every week or something just to keep them above water so it's quite cool but yeah so i've got i just go through instagram and i just pick off roasters and i put down so i've got a, like berkshire it was um anonymous um coffee and they do um a really nice basque Brazilian bean, so I had that. Um, I ticked off the list with Seven Sisters of East Sussex, I think it is. 
got that. Uh, I've got Rave, which sounds wicked, doesn't it? And they they all got some wicked logos and some wicked bags and like they give you stuff. I was, who is it? I used um, Backyard Backyard Coffee. They sent me a face mask, and this isn't just like some tacky shitty face mask. It's a legit hardcore face mask with coffee beans and all that on it it's proper cool like a skeleton's face but instead of teeth it's coffee beans and it's quality um so they got me that um a badge um yeah you get really looked after they love stickers so i've got stickers everywhere all over my locker at work ue roasters was another one they did it but honestly if you've ever thought about getting into it and trying it get yourself a sage brewster express Tell me to fuck off later, but tell you, you will thank me in the end. Once you've got it, got it down, you, you're going to be looking for excuses to make coffee. And that's the same. Like when I was on the furlough, I was just on, wake up, coffee machine on, because you've got to let it warm up for 20 minutes. Coffee. Sort the kids out with their homeschooling. Sit there, up there for a bit, just in case there's anything they're stuck on. Have breakfast. Then later on in the afternoon put the machine back on so you're, I'm not having two cups of coffee <laughs> a day and even before work when I was before furlough when I was going to work I was finding I was getting up earlier switching the machine on doing all the shit I've got to do so all I had to do was stand in the coffee pour my bit of latte out at stupid o'clock in the morning set me on my way I'm not even joking didn't need a Red Bull nothing this thing set me on on my way and what's really weird is I feel like having this coffee, I've had less anxiety, less depression. It's brilliant. So I don't know whether it's because I'm so fucking busy with the coffee, with all the shit that comes with it of working stuff out. Am I... Am I, I don't know. Maybe I'm preoccupied. I don't know. But either way, it's fucking working. It's doing its thing. So I'm loving it. Um... So yeah, so I'm just balls deep in that at the moment, and Haley's loving it because she's getting coffees. It literally just turns up in front of her in a cup. Um, as another one, cups, and so many different mugs and shit. Now it's like I've actually had to buy a shelving unit. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but no, it's it is it's it's nice to have a. A hobby as such um yeah a 10 pound a go for a bag of beans and that'll last you about a week two weeks uh, <laughs> uh depending on what you yeah depending on what how often you have a cup obviously um so yeah so i don't know where that's gonna end really i don't think it will and that's something that craig said when i spoke to him on twitch he was like where does it end? And he really was bang on the money. I, I don't know where where it would end. Well, you know. So I'm just going to keep trying beans, but I always come back to um, Union Revelation because they're such a good bean. So if I'm having a bit of a shit time and not really getting a dial in well or not pouring good coffee and yeah, just getting a bit brain farty on some of the stuff to do and just think, oh shit. It's like that's like my reset. It's like my um, benchmark is if I get that, I know I'm going to pour good coffee. It's going to taste great. We both, me and Haley, enjoy it, and the crema is yeah, unreal crema for days. 
so I can just pour onto that and pour decent latte out and I feel good about it again <laughs> and then I fall back in love with creating coffee shit again um, yeah and obviously Seattle as well with the coffee thing what got me into it going to Seattle going to little coffee me and Haley, whenever we went away we used to stop at little coffee shops and stuff like that so yeah it's always been the big thing coffee um, but yeah so that's that's what I've been up to really as I say I've been really tied up I've just when I've had time I've just been so knackered and worn out um, my daughter who's one and a half today we think she's getting her back teeth in so she's an absolute delight um, so yeah it's just a lot of the homeschooling completely draining even though I'm not doing anything you know like I'm not the one learning or anything like that it's not <laughs> it's still just an absolute mind fuck the amount of work and prep and the kids getting stressed and everything else um yeah so that's been fun um they're back to school next week anyway which is cool I've got my lateral flow tests as well so Kitty's got to do hers, so that's all good fun. I've I've done my COVID um, test today, the ones that you get because I'm a key worker. Um, what are they called? Rapid. I don't know. Rapid test basically tells you within half an hour. That's quite fun. Standing in my living room, deep throat in a swab, and then shoving it up my uh, hooter. <laughs> it's not my idea of fun, but privileged to have it and privileged to have the opportunity to make sure I haven't got it and boom negative didn't have it so that's good um yeah all positive about that actually I've got to admit I'm quite positive about the covid thing um I seem to take the piss out of people like I'm on a um a facebook group for the town that I live in and I, I'm not usually one to get drawn into it, but some woman put on there that the cases the cases are rising. Oh my God! Batten down the hatches, the cases are rising. And it was ten more than the week before cases, but the deaths were down. And I was just like, all I said was, "Don't worry yourself," because there's been a proportionate amount of testing that's been done compared. To of the previous weeks so what you're seeing is 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 actually still very good because the the testing had gone up like something like 800 <laughs> percent so if you're only finding 10 people out of thousands more that have been tested you ain't done too bad have you um and i said just look at uh, hospital admissions and deaths and that should tell you everything you need to know because more people are being uncovered as having covid than than previously because testing's wider and like me I'm getting this um, rapid antigen that's what it's called I'm having these rapid antigen and so many people are now so sort of the net's being cast wider if that makes sense so more and more people being uncovered as having it so yeah so that works out well because you're going to find more people with it and they're going to be self-isolating. It's the asymptomatic cases are the one, isn't it? And I think that's what you're finding now is the vaccine is working. 
the cases are are coming down the deaths are coming down hotel um, hotel hospital admissions are low so it is working so that's basically what i was trying to get through to this this woman um and no she weren't having it she weren't having it oh, i think it was because there were so many people out on the weekend and they weren't social distancing okay so that was you as well then yeah you were out on the weekend, so don't start fucking throwing rocks in glass houses. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, I didn't get drawn into that. I didn't say that. But I just said, well, I'm feeling quite positive about it all. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to stick with that narrative instead of the panic and shit myself and start throwing my toys out of the pram because there's been 10 more cases of COVID this week compared to the week before. So, yeah. So that was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, a lot of people sort of agree with me. Not that I look for that. And I'm not one of these that go marauding through fucking Facebook groups, Twitter groups and hashtags and shit and looking for the trolling or the fighting or shit like that. I just thought this woman seemed a bit distressed. I was trying to actually make her feel a bit better. But clearly she's she's stuck watching Sky News all day and believing that these variants are gonna fucking kill us and all that like they're saying um there's a new variant every day so don't give me that shit um yeah so kind of straight lace that one a little bit straightened her out on that one just to try and help her it's like i'm fed up of seeing it it's scared scaremongering scare tactics it's like sharp all we need to look at is are people dying as much as they were a month ago no, it's less, a lot less. Okay, cool. Are there more people in hosp- hospital now than there was at the peak or whatever? No, there's a lot less. Right, so the NHS isn't overwhelmed, which means they're handling it. So if you are ill, unfortunately, and you are poorly and you go in ho- hospital, you've got a good chance of surviving because there's it's going to be less overwhelmed, so you're going to get all of the help you require. Cool. Okay, and there isn't many people dying from it because the vaccine that is amazing, by the way, the rollout and everyone getting jabs and that's working. So where's the negative? I can't see it. So I don't give a fuck if you want to say that there's a negative crack on because you can live in your mindset because I'm quite I'm quite happy in mine. And that's not rose tinted glasses. That's a year of dealing with it going where do we end with this and i see the end in this i i i can see the light at the end of the tunnel that doesn't necessarily mean my job's safe or you know everything's going to be great in like a week's time two weeks time or even when they say they're going to lift sanctions or whatever you call them or the lockdowns and all the restrictions no that's 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 not it it's, I'm more worried about people fucking dying of this and people catching it isn't so much of a problem now. <laughs> so if you can, if you catch COVID and you just feel shit for a couple of days and you don't die, great. We can live with that, right? Or am I wrong? This is what I'm not understanding. If we get a COVID variant coming from fucking out of Mongolia or something and it's more prevalent and it... All transmissible. Okay. Will it kill me? Well, no, because you've had the vaccine. Okay, cool. 
and I know there's probably some of you going, yeah, but they've said that it might not actually withstand the vaccine. They're working on it. They're work. They've got the benchmark now. They can improve. They can improve. Anyway, why am I explaining myself? This is exactly what I didn't want to get into. But it's. I feel positive about it, and to be in a positive mindset, having been so negative for so long, is so fucking refreshing. Thank God for the (laughs) the coffee. (laughs) But that's the problem as well. I've I've dealt with depression and anxiety longer than I actually thought I had. And I'd had it from a kid. And I mean young. We're not talking like teens. I, I reckon now knowing what depression and anxiety feels like, I probably had it... When my mum and dad divorced, so six, seven years old, I'm not even joking. And I remember so often feeling separation anxieties, um, never feeling good enough, um, worrying about things all the time. And then in my teens, early teens, I had the same thing. Um, Never felt, but I think that was down to other circumstances. Should we call it neglect? Yeah, let's call it neglect. So, um, yeah, those sorts of things. Um, and then when I moved in with my dad and I become independent, I realised actually I'm big time in control of more than I thought I was. So I did what made me happy. I did the things that made me happy. I got out more, played football, played rugby, met friends, you know done more things and I realised that that was what was important and it seemed to go away for a little while and then it's it's it come back again when we had um, when I had kids and things like that so I've dealt with it on and off and that obviously hasn't helped with this going on and my work and the threat of redundancy and things like that and although that is still very much there I do feel like we've turned a corner with that and we are getting busy. My furlough's got cancelled for the end of this month. That's a positive. So, you know, um, so that's good because that means I'm going to get a full month's worth of pay. Obviously, I'm still on some pay deal to keep my job um, for the first time since April last year. That's crazy. I've dealt with financial hardship. Um, My ex-wife not paying me child maintenance, having to deal with that. <laughs> That's another story altogether. Um, yeah, so it's not even a joke. And I, I can't even... There must be so many people out there that aren't as fortunate as me to have my wife and my kids that just a distraction. But I, I it was so important that Haley understood and she did and she really does understand and that's like a, a, the problem's halved instantly because it's not like she's going everything's going to be alright she didn't say that, she was just saying I understand and she didn't say anything but she knew what to say, if that makes sense it's really hard to explain just her, I knew that she that she felt it with me because she has her own struggles you know, and I think it's more prevalent than anything. But, yeah, so I'm positive now at the moment. 
and I'm hoping that that stays. But you know, it has its wobbles, and like we all do. But yeah, let's let's just just hope people get to see family. And Haley hasn't seen her dad since July, when we were last allowed to see people. You know, my kids they love them. They love her, her dad and stepmom. You know, they call him Nana and Grandad, and unfortunately for them, their paternal, maternal grandparents they don't they don't see them. So, you know, the door's always open for that. But Haley's dad and stepmom have just took them as their own, and they love them. They they just love everything about them. My auntie as well, my auntie and uncle, absolutely amazing and they're like oh i can't wait for this to lift so we can come you can come see us and they got a lovely cottage down in um the, near the west country so oh, we wouldn't want to go there um but no it's it's so important i think that that this really does work because there's only so much of this we can take isn't there really and it's it's hard and i'm not talking about oh i want to get down the pub it's not what it is at all. It's about the feeling like you're not being put in a box the whole time and you're not allowed to do this, not allowed to do that. I appreciate why we, we're restricted and that's fine and we, we'll go with that. But you're still allowed to feel like, this is shit, I don't like this. I didn't put myself in this position, but we know we're doing our, let's just say public duty. I think that's the that's the key, isn't it? We're doing our public duty and civilian duty by not infecting each other. <laughs> um, but I really do hope that this is the end of that. Um, and I'm, I might have my injection by July. That's mad. I thought I was going to have to wait until at least November time to get my injection. Stick it in me. Fucking give me it. Jab me up. Um, Yeah, Hayley's got to have hers. That's going to be funny because she's got to have hers before me because she's older than me. So I keep winding her up about that. But a bit of normality, you know. Get back to the football. I'd love to get back and see a game. I went to the Reading women's football game. That was okay, but you're still restricted and it just didn't feel the same. There was not really an atmosphere. It'd be amazing to just be able to sit next to someone, you know, and just talk about football at half time, talk, Oh, what about what about Jal not fucking banging him in like he was? What about Richards going off to Bayern Munich? You know, just the just feeling like life's back to normal again. Oh it's mad. It's like I watch T V and it'll be like old films or something and you just see people walking around right next to each other and it's like what are you doing what move out of their way it just becomes second nature now to just have it in your head of social distancing i social distance without even trying now it's just it just happens and i'm sure you probably feel the same but it's mental it's just crazy to think how quick this all happened and where we are and oh mate I need another coffee now. <laughs> no, what's the time? It's like 11 o'clock at night. I can't have a coffee now. And do I get into the decaf thing? Death before decaf. I don't know. See, that's the thing. If I get decaf coffee, going back onto coffee again, if I get decaf coffee, I can. it gives me the excuse to do a bit of latte art at night. 
and have a nice hot drink before I go to bed and not be buzzed off my tits staring at the ceiling like I've just just had a couple of disco biscuits but it's just yeah I don't know the other thing I want to open as well is tattoo studios I need some money to get a tattoo but yeah the thought of going oh it is tattoo I might get that tattoo it's mad even get trimmed my beard down because my mask didn't fit properly and it was rubbing on my face and caused my face to get irritated and my skin to get irritated and and hurt and bleed. I know, it's rank, isn't it? It's like, fuck you, COVID. Really? (laughs) I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm absolutely warbling on. But, I'll make this a short one this time. Um, yeah, as I say, been very, very busy, hence why there was a bit of a lag between um, podcast episodes, but plenty more to come. I've always got ideas, I'm always writing them down of things to do. Um, I may well be featuring on another podcast soon, which is wicked, but I'll obviously still keep this one running. But um, yeah, there's not, not much else. I can't think of anything else to discuss. I can't wait to watch the Harry and Meghan interview, just not because everyone's watching it, but just to hear what he's got to say. Um, a bit of scandal, isn't it? You don't like a bit of scandal. It's like a fight going on next door. And you've got your ear against the wall. <laughs> who who don't love that? But, um, but yeah. So, no. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I've gone on. I know I have. But some people might find it interesting. Some people don't. Um, if you do, great. If you don't... I don't know, let Blue Peter know. I don't know. Not really that not worried about that. But yeah, thanks very much for listening and I'll see you next time.